what's up folks what's going on welcome to episode 91 of the spun today podcast i'm your host tony ortiz and if i sound a little bit like dj academics or snuffleupagus it's because i'm getting over a cold so hopefully it's not too fucking annoying but as the thespians say the show must go on Speaking of which, if you'd like to support the Spun Today podcast, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com and clicking on the affiliate links tab. There you'll find a few different ways to help support the podcast, including one of the easiest, which is by clicking on the Amazon banner and doing all your Amazon shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but it helps support the podcast and it's much appreciated. In this episode, I speak about ratings being released for the opening weekend of Netflix's Bright. Elon Musk helping to turn the power back on at a children's hospital in Puerto Rico. Watching the Broadway play Aladdin. Watching the movie Coco. And a Netflix show called Black Mirror that I've recently gotten into. Yeah, I can't believe one of the things that I forgot to mention when in the previous podcast a couple weeks ago when I spoke about the movie Bright and watching it and stuff like that. Um, one of the coolest things about the movie, I completely left out of the podcast. It's completely just like fell out of my head. No rhyme or reason for it. It just happened. But when I remember seeing it in the movie, I was like, what the fuck? Um, in the very beginning, it shows the... Uh, orc character the main orc character which is Will Smith's partner played by Joel Edgerton um, is being interviewed it shows like a TV in in, spoiler alert by the way it shows a TV in the kitchen in Will Smith's kitchen and Will Smith is speaking to his wife and then on TV it shows um, the orc being interviewed by joe rogan on the joe rogan experience podcast so i thought that was super cool i saw the jre logo and i was like wait what and then it it's like a little mock uh podcast of the orc being on fucking jerry i thought that was so fucking cool and rogan has a deal with netflix um he does his specials on there and um so it wasn't too surprising that if something like that um were to happen in a movie that it would be like a, a Netflix movie. Uh, but it was just like so dope, you know? I thought it was cool. But like I've said in the past, I'm an extra, extra, extra go hard. No homo when it comes to uh, podcasts in general. So anything that bigs up podcasts, I'm all for it. Anyway, about the, about how the movie did, you know, uh, I, I went through like what I thought of the movie last time and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into that and how like polarizing it was and critics shitting on it and fans loving it and um a bunch of in between but for the most part pretty polarizing results according to nielsen which estimates ratings um because netflix you know doesn't doesn't uh release ratings they nielsen estimated that on the opening weekend of bright it was viewed by 11 million people which just to put it in context which is big that's a lot Uh, but just to put it in context with other netflix releases and other netflix um opening day uh estimates by nielsen which you know is a rating agency they have their methods. I mean, they're not accurate, obviously, their estimates, but they have their methods. This is what they do, you know. This is as close as you're going to get without... This is as close as you're going to get to accuracy without, you know, Netflix releasing numbers. Um, The uh, Variety article that published this, which I'll, I'll put in the episode, episode notes, also pointed to, just for some context, uh, two other Netflix releases on either side of that 11 million just so you can have an idea so stranger things for example which is 
one of Netflix's biggest series. Um, season two, opening show, opening weekend. Uh, Nielsen estimated at uh, like 15 million. And then a show, another big show, a BBC show. Uh, the not BBC show, but a, a British-based drama called The Crown. Nielsen estimated at around three million for like opening weekend of I forget like which season one or two. I don't know how many seasons there are of that show. I haven't watched it, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Now Netflix did actually comment on not this the uh, Nielsen estimates for Bright, but they did comment on the Nielsen estimates for Stranger Things. And they said that they were wildly off target. And I don't know if that means because a lot more people watched it or a lot less people watched it. So take that with the grain of salt. And uh, Netflix, if you're listening and you want another podcast to do a cameo for Bright 2, give me a holla. Next up is Elon Musk, which is, uh, I've spoken about on the podcast in the past. He is the CEO of Tesla and of SpaceX and of Solar City, uh, which was purchased by Tesla, ironically, and the Boring Company as well. For those of you that don't know, Tesla is the company that makes um, school electric cars like the Model S, the Model X, Model 3, and now some, like, semi, uh, semi-trailer, semi, how do you call it, semi, semi, 18-wheeler, what are they called? Semis, I guess, just semis. Anyway, those, like, 18-wheeler trucks, but driverless. Um, uh, Solar, Solar City, which does, like, solar panels for homes and businesses, uh, SpaceX, which is a rocket ship company, <laughs> um, the Boring Company, which is a company that is currently, in, I believe, already in production in LA, um, building 3D tunnels underground to help alleviate traffic above ground, and it's going to be these uh, system of 3D tunnels where. You know, you're driving the street in your car, a regular car, and you can park like in one of these boring parking spots and it'll like an elevator drop to the ground, drop underground into these tunnels and then like zip you across from like L.A. to San Francisco or something in like a fraction of the amount of time because you're not driving stuff like that. It could like lock you in position and make let it go like super fast. It's like crazy sick shit. He's like the I've said it before, the real life Tony Stark type character. Genius billionaire dude. And he was recently in a uh, Twitter exchange. Not recently. This was actually, I, I found out about it recently, but it happened apparently back in October after uh, Hurricane Maria uh, hit the Caribbean. And um, he was in a Twitter exchange with the governor of Puerto Rico Ricardo Rosello, and he, uh, less than a week later, was able to uh, donate uh, a bunch of materials to Puerto Rico. He did this by diverting uh, resources from two projects, which set behind the production of the of the Tesla three. As well as the semi, the driverless semi trucks. And he diverted resources to Puerto Rico. And within a week had a children's hospital up and running with electricity. Now, Elon is a billionaire. He knows something about being in the business of making money. And uh, re- rebuilding uh, Puerto Rico's uh, power uh, grid infrastructure is expected to cost as much as like five billion dollars. So I'm guessing that, not guessing that, uh, I would imagine that's part of the whole play, the whole idea, 
and because a lot of other companies you know energy companies and other um you know like solar panel companies and stuff like that are interested in in um getting a piece of that pie but you know doing something like this good like this is positive and good regardless of that you know because that's not something that's that's owed to him or anything like that i'm sure it'll help conversations um within that realm but definitely by by no stretch is he like or tesla entitled to like that business on their own also it falls you know a project like this and if it you know snowballs into something bigger uh, within puerto rico becomes you know falls perfectly within the you know tesla spacex uh solar city uh just elon musk's vision and like all those businesses uh uh business models of long-term sustainable energy and less dependence on fossil fuels you know that falls perfectly in line with their goals and to show it like on a big scale like that could have tremendous snowball uh effects you know throughout the caribbean and um throughout the world really so it's definitely an interesting and positive win-win uh chess move play by elon musk no one he's a fucking billionaire speaking of billionaires by the way did you guys hear that jeff bezos the uh owner ceo of amazon just became the richest man ever in the history of the world it's worth now, I think, over a hundred billion dollars. One hundred and something billion dollars. The richest man ever in the history of the world. That's sick. Speaking of Amazon.com, go to spuntoday.com, click on the affiliate link tab, and then the Amazon banner. Do your Amazon shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but will help support the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I went to see another Broadway play. If you guys listen to the podcast in the past, you know I've seen a shitload of plays. I've told you guys how to get tickets on the cheap to watch some plays. I actually have a, a YouTube video. I'll link to it in the episode notes. Again, for your viewing pleasure. Um, it's a little... A tutorial on exactly where to go and how to do it to sign up for these Broadway tickets that you get at steeply, steeply discounted prices. The tickets cost uh, $30 to $40 uh, max. And they the face value of the tickets are anywhere from you know $90 to $250. And it's like a random lottery. You can sign up for for free. If you win, you have the option to buy the tickets and you don't have to. And if you lose, it literally costs you nothing but a couple of seconds to uh, join the lottery on a daily basis. The only catch, if you want to call it that, is that if you win the lottery, the tickets are same day tickets. So you sign up and you usually know, you know, five or six hours ahead of the actual showtime um, if you've won or not. And if you win and you choose to purchase the tickets, you have, you know, five or six hours to make it to the show. Anyway, the show and won tickets for this time was Aladdin, which I was really happy about because I've been signing up for Aladdin for a minute and actually won the lottery a few months ago. And the way it works, which I explained in the video that again will be linked in the episode notes and is available on YouTube. If you want to just search how to get discounted Broadway tickets on YouTube, I'm sure it'll pop up, but I won tickets to it a few months ago. And the way it works is that when you win, you get an email saying, you know, you've won and uh, you have an hour to purchase the tickets if you still want them. And if you don't purchase it within the hour, you're asked out and you can't buy them. And I got the email. I think the, the announcements at nine or 10 in the morning 
and I saw the email like at 9.59. So I had like one minute and by the time I like clicked on the site and logged in, like I clicked, you know, purchase, I put in my um, card information and everything. And then by that time it was like a minute passed and I was asked out and I couldn't get the tickets and I was beating myself up over it for a while because I wanted to see the show and then um missed out on it for you know something stupid and forgetting to check my email but came around full circle I kept signing up almost on a daily basis and I won I won I won I won a major prize a major prize I won I won I won where's that from um and yeah me and my wife went to the show and the seats uh this time around they're random seats you could get like dope orchestra seats you can get balcony seats you can get nosebleeds you can get you know mezzanine anything they're completely random this time they weren't that great they were um third level balcony seats uh but first row so they weren't that bad you know there were definitely worse seats in the house and you know for the money obviously like i said before they're uh 30 tickets face value for those seats i think were uh like 90 90 bucks or 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 100 and the show i would say it was definitely top five show maybe maybe four maybe three but definitely a top five uh favorite play that i've that i've seen it was like the colors were awesome it was like really really colorful i've always liked the storyline of of aladdin like i remember like in the movie the cartoon disney movie uh when i was younger and just the, the story in general rags riches type of story guy gets the girl at the end happy ending type shit it's a cool story it's a f- really famous song you know i can show you the world which is cool the way they did it in the play was dope because they actually like got it on the quote-unquote magic carpet and the way they showed it in the play it, it like flew around the stage like with them on it um aladdin and the princess and um it looked legit because they you know it was like mad smoke and it was dark so you, you didn't see like any strings or anything like pulling it or anything like that at all it just looked like a fucking carpet was floating in the sky so it was, it was a really cool production the way they they put it all together and um yeah it was funny they had um aladdin instead of having the monkey as like his, his friend or whatever um apu abu he had like three dudes, like three of his boys. And one of them was like heavy, heavy, like Brooklyn Italian accent. And which is funny. And they do that a lot in plays. Like they, they throw in like a lot of like New York humor, I guess it's like for the tourists and shit, but it's kind of cool. And um, he was like the comedic relief kind of not, not just him, but he was definitely part of it. The genie was dope. Stole the fucking show. He was the same. He's like the uh, a big black dude that's like in all the posters and stuff like that. It was the same guy. And uh, he just stole the fucking show. Really funny. Um, charismatic. And just completely, you know, he was like the star of the show. Got a standing ovation at the end. He got, got a standing ovation actually in the the... What's it called when they take a break in the middle? The fucking... Shit, there's like a proper term for that. The intermission. There was like a big number, big like song, dance, routine thing. And um, they got like a huge like standing ovation. Um, Then. I think actually bigger than even like at the end of the show. Like it was really dope. Um, what else? What else was good from it? The set was really cool too, and like all the the changes to it were were dope because they were like they changed a lot, like scene to scene, and 
it looked like a brand new set each time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a lot of, like, some plays you see, it's, like, the same backdrop throughout the entire thing, and then they, like, change a couple things here and there. And, but it still just looks like the same place. But this one, like, they changed so much shit that everything just looked different. And, like, the whole floor of the stage had, like, a lot of, like, cuts and grooves and holes and, like, like stuff. Like, the genie, for example, would, like, disappear, like, down into the ground, like, an elevator-type shit, you know, and, would, like, bring them down and then close back up the whole... And, like, a lot of things would just, like, go that way, like that. And things would, like, pop up, you know, like, the same way, like, through the ground. And it, it was dope. It's a dope play, cool set. The cast was really good and funny. And, um, like I said, just, like, uh, aesthetically, like, the the look of it was, was crazy. Definitely recommend it. And check out that that video no bullshit that um i'll link to in the episode notes again if you guys want to cop some some cheap tickets to broadway plays it's a dope night out um especially like during the week you have nothing to do um they have like weekend lotteries also obviously but like i got these tickets for like a tuesday or wednesday the shows are earlier instead of starting at eight they start at seven during the week so you know it's a dope dope night you still get home early enough to not be like fucked up the next day, you know. The movie Coco was really good, uh, sentimental watch. Uh, if you, especially if you like lost someone close to you, um, I saw it at the in-laws' house. Shout out to the roomie Raul and Judy. And if I'm not mistaken, Fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias is one of the voices in the movie or I knew or I thought I knew that he was going to be in that movie but I couldn't figure out what character he played and I don't remember if I looked at tried looking it up or not but I if I did I couldn't find him I couldn't find like which character he was um so if anybody knows hit me up and let me know but I should just look it up again right or actually look it up but the movie was cool. It's based on Dia de los Muertos in Mexico, which is a a Mexican. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's only Mexican, but it's like a Latin American. I know it to be Mexican, but to uh, I don't know if it's like spreads to the other like Latin American countries in South America. It's a holiday of sorts, which I always thought was. Uh, like the same as like Halloween uh, type of thing. It's similar, but it's not not the same thing. And the movie describes it as Dia de los Muertos is when families make an event out of you know going to visit their relatives that have passed and like to their graves, and you know they have like shrines of the people that have passed and um which as far as i know it's not a like a caribbean thing or a dominican thing but uh dominicans also do that like they they put like pictures especially like older school uh dominicans like my parents for example is like any and every relative that has like passed they have like this wall just filled with like their photos and and like little candles and stuff like that like as a remembrance type of thing and in the movie they describe they describe it as that but also um like the family getting together i guess and it's kind of like uh like you get a sense of like honoring and visiting um your ancestors and people that have passed that have passed on but they show the movie from the perspective of those that have already passed and how they this is what i found like the most interesting about the story is that the the people that have passed like the spirits that have died already they 
that the day Dia de los Muertos, the day of the dead, the day of the dead. Um, that's the day that they're allowed to pass over from the spirit world and actually mingle amongst the their families that they haven't seen in you know that they haven't seen since they died um or since the last year uh they have that because they're in like their realm but they get to cross this like golden orangey bridge into our world and even though we can't see them they can be around us and mingle and see us and see how much we've grown and changed and stuff like that now what i found uh, really interesting is that the the act of the people that are still living of like putting pictures up and remembering them and telling stories about their you know parents and grandparents and siblings and and people you know lost loved ones they that is what keeps the spirits in the spirit world alive and as long as somebody keeps your memory alive you're able to like come back and visit and and see them and in a sense be with them but you know after um your memory is lost as the generations pass then you start dwindling as a spirit until there's nobody left in the real world to remember you and then you pass on from the spirit world to the unknown so in in essence you die in the spirit world once the memory of you is forgotten in the real world so i thought that whole like concept was pretty interesting and that's what resonated most with me and what i like most about um the movie is a pretty cool concept spoiler alert like a motherfucker on that one huh and last but not least the show black mirror rich is on netflix black mirror is a originally a bbc show and bbc is means british broadcast cool stuff i don't know i don't know what it means but it means british it means britain you know like bbc news bbc whatever means people that talk like this hey mate but sound less australian-y um it's a show from it's a british show that is available on netflix and i just find it so interesting so so like smart social commentary and i feel like it speaks to what's gonna happen if technology keeps progressing in the way that it is and if our social norms keep progressing in the ways that they are and it shows you each individual show is like a different show. So it's not like um, you have to watch it in sequence and like each season, you know, there's four seasons right now. It's not like you have to watch, um, watch them in sequence. Like one has literally nothing to do with the other different actors, different stories. It's like little movies. It's like little hour long movies, each one, basically. Some like 45 minutes, some are an hour and they're all like standalone um shows which is cool too and let me tell you guys about a, a couple episodes that that i liked just so you can like have an idea of what the show kind of is from season one there was an episode for example where the the world was such that the people in it like the protagonists of, of the show they like woke up to work and their work was like spinning on a bike basically and they had to like spin on the bike to create energy for whomever and then they accumulated enough credits and points to like buy certain things like lunch and you know certain very non-extravagant things and you could accumulate enough credits to um spend on a ticket to a talent show and this talent show is viewed by the the rest of the world because all these people were kind of like you get the sense that they're like captive and 
you can spend all your money, which is like a fortune, which is like the life savings ever from from working in the job that you work, that you have to work till death, apparently. Um, but you can spend it on this like flyer lottery ticket type thing to be on the talent show. And then if you win the talent show, then you get like fame and riches and you become one of the elite and and you live lavishly. So that's like the way out, you know. And it shows all these people pretty much just waking up, going to work, pedaling on the bike aimlessly. And some have this, you know, some are just like, yeah, this is what life is, whatever. I just wake up, go to work, go to sleep, you know, spend my money on movies and TV shows or porn or or whatever. Like it shows like what the different people do like after they finish pedaling. And some people save it and some people are dreamers and and are saving up for that lottery ticket thing. And some people like don't give a fuck about it. You know, you do different different types of people, right? All all different types of people within within the spectrum. And and it's like most of us now, right? You wake up, go to work, and you fall into like the same routines, same same rut in life. And some people dream of ways to get out and have ideas on how to do it. And some people do risky things like play that lottery and some people actually win, you know, and and some people and then the it shows like a, a flip side to everything where it's like this talent show thing. It's kind of like The Voice or like America's Got Talent or like one of those like shows on NBC that, you know, the crowd is full and the whole world is watching. And, you know, it's like a like a hunger games type of thing you know everybody's looking at that and that's like the biggest thing in the world and so that's like a whole other side to it so that's like one episode i'm not gonna spoil it for you guys and tell you how it ends that's in season one and that's called 15 million merits also in season one is an episode called the entire history of you this is definitely one of my favorites throughout the like all four seasons. I haven't finished watching all four seasons. I watched three of them. I believe completely. Or I think I have like one more left in season three. And they're short seasons, by the way. Like the first season seems like a like a pilot type season. I guess. Because there's only three episodes in season one. Season two has like five or six. Season three has like five or six or eight. <clears throat> and uh so on but anyway in season three it's like it's like a regular world like regular like how this world is with the only difference being that the vast majority of people you can opt out of this if you get some sort of either you opt out or you get some sort of procedures on but the norm is to have this implant this tiny like rice size implant behind your ear of this little like microchip thing and as well as a like a permanent uh contact lens in one of your eyes and again this is like the norm this is like nine out of ten people have this and you know somebody that doesn't have this implant is because they got like some medical exemption type of thing and they requested to have it physically removed from their body and like all types of shit and they're looked at like lepers and like weirdos or like weird hippies you know um but what this does is like everything that you see gets recorded and you can play it back like forever so you know shit from like when you were a kid or you know whenever and you know you can scroll back to december 3rd you know 1999 at 4 53 p.m you know, and for example, like traveling, like when you're in the airport, instead of giving a passport, they ask you to scan your last hour and they like skim through it, you know, make sure you're not a terrorist and picking up bombs and shit like that and say, okay, you're good to go. And then you go. And so to like use that much. So like encounters, for example, in the show, they go over like the guys like at a job interview and his wife asks him how it went. He says he doesn't think it it, it, go, it went that well. And she's like, oh, put it up on the screen. Let me see. And then you can, like, literally, um, like, you have this little, like, thing 
this little like button thing where you can like almost like um apple tv your images to the screen type of thing and, like transpose them on the screen and like replay videos and pictures and like whatever and people are like oh no it didn't go that bad look this person you know looked away from you, you can like zoom in zoom out and and look at things that you weren't like looking at while you were actually like living them and um this episode's really good and it's pretty much about this like jealous uh husband guy that uh, meets up with his with his wife at a dinner party of like her friends that he's meeting her at and he walks in and notices her being like extra friendly with with some guy that's an old friend of hers and he um notices her before she notices him and then he notices like her body language and everything changed once she does notice him so he starts getting like jealous and and like um skeptical about this guy asking questions and like stuff like that like as the show goes on and ultimately finds out that spoiler alert by the way that she had an affair with this guy like way back when and he she denies it and then he makes her like play back you know the last time she saw him then she sees that they were like make making out and like all, all types of like crazy shit so it's like an interesting dive into what like how we would abuse the ability to be able to like see everything and anything whenever we wanted or asked uh, another good one let's see there was an interesting one that uh, i kind of didn't like it but i like the way it ended um in season two it's called white bear and it was this lady that wakes up in a room and she doesn't know where she is she doesn't remember who she is she thinks she has like a daughter because she's in the house that she's in which is completely empty except for her and you know like furniture and like stuff like that but in terms of of people she's the only one there and she walks out and she sees people like looking at her from like different houses, like everybody like in their windows and like looking out the window and looking at her and then people driving by looking at her and people like down the block just looking in her direction. And she tries to ask questions and everybody ignores her. And then um, somebody starts shooting at her, somebody with a mask. And then um, she starts like running away and then somebody else with a mask, like people like are chasing her and then other, she's like running towards other people that are just like standing by watching and like filming it with their phones. And she's like, help me, help me. Why are you filming this? Why are you filming this? Look, they're shooting at me. Help me, help me. And she doesn't know who the fuck she is. She doesn't remember anything. And this whole shit is just weird, right? And you fucking running away from people that are shooting at you with a shotgun and, have fucking machetes and shit and then other people like dozens and dozens of people just like standing by filming it on their phones and it winds up being that all these people are like paying to be there like kind of like an amusement park ride type of thing and some of the people are are like actors that are deliberately you know like the people shooting at her and chasing her and stuff like that those are the actor people and the people that are there as part of the amusement park um type of thing are in on it and they're like in you know for the ride and that's why they're filming it <clears throat> going along for the ride and they drive this woman to um you know pretty much through a bunch of obstacles and and some people like try to help her but they're in on it also and they're not really helping her they're just like driving the narrative of the story and this you know it's all being recorded and people are watching on a, on a big screen as well like in this big theater and it ends with her um trying to you know, she's fighting for her life and she's um, she's almost going to die. And then she grabs a gun and it's a like a she winds up being a fake gun. But she shoots like a person and the the gun doesn't really shoot. I don't know. Anyway, it gets there's a big reveal at the end and she winds up being like on a stage. And then they sit her down and tie her down to, to a chair and everybody's screaming like, oh, my God, that was awesome. And she still doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She doesn't know who she is. And then they put on the screen that she, she was, uh, 
a woman that so the whole time you like feel sorry for her you're like yo what the fuck these people aren't helping her you know what's going on you as a viewer you don't know what's happening either and they um reveal like on stage that and they you know they play video for her as like the proof and stuff like that to show her like who she is and she it turns out that she's a woman that killed she like abandoned a uh a infant or a baby her daughter or her kid or whatever and um or killed it and she did something horrific and was sentenced to 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 this that they that they keep doing to her as like an amusement thing like this is her punishment basically and then they wipe her memory out and start it all over again and do it again and they do that you know every day and um that's her fucking torture so it's like a crazy flip because you like feel sorry for her the whole time and then then you're like wow she was a piece of shit actually and then all these other people you know watching and doing this and allowing this type of like weird torture crying game type of thing are oddly pieces of shit too but i don't know who's worse so like some of the shows are are like really good and um but then some of them are like oh that was cool you know it's not like amazing you know the most amazing show you've ever seen but it was like oh that was that was cool that was cool to watch i'm glad i saw that but you know it's definitely not the best thing i've ever seen or the worst thing i've ever seen or anything like that but i'm glad i saw it you know at least that's how the shows like leave me but check them out you know read the descriptions if you guys want and um each individual you know how netflix gives you like a little synopsis of each episode or whatever check it out remember that they're all like individual separate shows you don't have to watch it in order or anything like that and see if any of them sound interesting to you check it out it's definitely an interesting concept show like an interesting interestingly written and and alternate reality-ish uh type of thing so check it out Again, it's called Black Mirror, and it's available on Netflix. So, like, after you find folks this week on the Spontaneity Podcast, stay tuned to listen to some tunes in the background and for ways that you can help support the podcast. The mirror's image tells me it's home time, but I'm not finished, cause you're not by my side, and Decided that once again I was just dreaming of bumping into you. Now it's three in the morning and I'm trying to change your mind. Left you multiple missed calls and to my message you replied. Why'd you only call me when you're high? High. Why'd you only call me when you're high? Somewhere darker. Talking. Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes. And I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind. And a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write, 
or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating? What inspires you, etc., etc., stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now, you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to. You have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Day podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to sponsorate.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page. And there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well if you want to make a one-time paypal donation feel free to do so there's a paypal donation button on there as well within that same tab you'll also find a link to the spun today viral style store now the viral style store is a store where you can get spun today merch whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that i personally designed and spoiler alert i'm no I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, <laughs> but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a playoff of Snoop, Dre, and Nate Dogs. Smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day. It's like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis. If you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool and it there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Spun Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So... If you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate three dollars per episode, you are a second tier supporter, etc., etc. And it goes up to four tiers, and each tier gets different things. Like uh, tier one gets a free spun today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast. Tier three gets uh, gets those two things from tier one as well as. A free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash spun today another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it this costs you absolutely nothing whether you listen on itunes 
on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps. Please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share with friends and family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, (laughs) it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash spun today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the random rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation. And you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, an ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy. Right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books, drop in your email address at the bottom of the page, and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.